Jesus is on the final leg of his earthly mission. He will soon make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And as he leaves Jericho on his way to the holy city for Passover, and despite all that he knows will happen to him there, his focus is suddenly on someone that those in the crowd think unimportant, insignificant even, someone they are passing by on the side of the road. A blind man who calls out from where he's sitting at the side of the road, begging. A road busy and noisy with pilgrims heading to Jerusalem. People following Jesus. It's another voice crying out among the many, but one the crowd do all they can to drown out, or indeed silence. Be quiet, they tell him. This is the voice of one of the powerless, one who lives on the margins of society, one of the invisible people. Yet Jesus, in the midst of all the noise and busyness, hears, stops, calls for him and asks him a question. What do you want me to do for you? And I think Jesus asks that question, a question he has recently asked his disciples James and John, because he's giving someone long overlooked and silenced the opportunity to speak for themselves, to have his voice heard. Jesus treats him with dignity and with no assumption of he knows what's best for this blind beggar. This blind beggar who has a name, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, which means son of honour. And I suppose that's what you could say Jesus' encounter with Bartimaeus gives him, dignity and honour. When the crowd told Bartimaeus to be quiet and not make a scene, they were basically telling him to accept his lot in life. But Jesus was about to show them his circumstances could change. And he starts by asking him a question. What do you want me to do for you? And Jesus listens and he gives Bartimaeus what he asks for, asking nothing in return, showing him the mercy he's asked for and telling him, go, your faith has made you well. But Bartimaeus doesn't go. Instead, he responds by following Jesus and a new, life-changing, life-giving relationship is created. Our scripture reading today should remind us that the voice of the powerless, the marginalised, those in our world who are exploited, abused, neglected, hurting, who are crying out, need to be listened to. Jesus asks Bartimaeus what he wants. He gives him the chance to voice what he needs, what he longs for, what he hopes for. I wonder if too often we presume to know what other people need, that we try to do things for and to people when what they might really need and want is our willingness to listen, to better learn how we could support them for the long haul. Do we ever ask what others want and need? Or do we presume to know best? Or do our assumptions about them cause us to walk by, either physically or metaphorically, and in so doing, silence them? 
I wonder what difference it would make if we too responded to the marginalised, the silenced, the vulnerable, as Jesus did. Would we too come to know people by name, not by condition or circumstance? What would happen if we gave people our time and listened, really listened to them? Would a new, life-changing, life-giving relationship be created, not only with us, but with Jesus, whose example we follow? Now, I could give all sorts of Bible references and exposition at this time as we consider this, but instead I'm going to share the story of someone I know called Laura. Every day he was there, sitting outside the door of one of the shops she passed on her way to and from home. And every day she pretended he wasn't there. She had long decided that he was someone who didn't deserve acknowledgement or respect, and it was therefore easy to avert his gaze and walk on by. One day, someone she knew was talking about how many of his friends objected to giving money to the homeless people since they were sure that they were going to spend it on drugs or alcohol. And then he said, as far as he could remember, Jesus taught to give to our neighbours in need. And if that happened to be money, well, he didn't ask that we follow up to see how money, uh, the money was used or that we attached conditions to our gifts or indeed to our time. All we were asked to do was give out of our abundance and we were to do it out of love. Love for God and love for our neighbour. And from that moment, things changed for Laura. As she suddenly realised that when she ignored George, for that was his name, when in her heart she had denied that he was a living, breathing person, she had in fact closed her eyes to a person who bore the image of God. And when she finally recognised George as another human being, it didn't take long before she made a friend. She found that the moment she knew his name and his story, she couldn't keep ignoring him as she walked past him. And suddenly a new life-changing, life-giving relationship was created. As Laura got to know him, as she talked and sat and sometimes shared food with him, she realised that George and the millions of people the world over in his situation don't just lack a building to give them shelter at night, they lack a home. A home being more than four walls and a roof, but a group of people who care about you and are concerned when your life gets difficult. And as for George, as people passed him by day in and day out, he had come to believe that this crowd of people couldn't care less whether he lived another day and that secretly some would be relieved if he were just gone. And as Laura came to know George better, she learned that the statistics which tell us about the homeless are actually made up of hundreds of thousands of very personal and very real stories. You see, it turns out 
that George was in love once, and after his wife died he kind of lost his way. And like most of us, he spent a good deal of his time worrying about the future. But for him, it was worrying that he and his life would go unnoticed. Bartimaeus might very well be representative of people like George and the many people in our world who feel invisible, who feel they have no voice. Bartimaeus shouts for mercy and mercy runs through Christ's veins and so he is attuned to hear. Jesus grants us the privilege of hearing and heeding the cries of others in his name and perhaps if we tried to retune our senses to the people around us, if we treated with them with dignity and honour and allowed them a voice, then new, life-changing, life-giving relationships would reshape their world and ours. And so I close with the words of Teresa of Avila for us to take into the week. Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no feet but yours, no hands but yours. Yours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ is to look out on a hurting world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless all now.